0: from KQED.
1: This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. Back in 2019, the city of Mountain View approved a controversial ban of oversized vehicles on narrow streets, citing traffic and safety concerns. Housing advocates led by former Mountain View Mayor Lenny Siegel responded by amassing enough signatures for a referendum on this November ballot. Measure C seeks to uphold the city's limit on where and how long oversized vehicles can park. Proponents of the measure say they're concerned about parking issues and waste hazards, and opponents say the measure does nothing to address the issue of homelessness in the heart of Silicon Valley, and the sweeping language of the ordinance puts a blanket ban on RVs. We're going to break down the arguments for and against Measure C, and joining us to do that, uh, at least initially, is Aditi Banamudi, who is Silicon Valley reporter for KQED. And Aditi, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks so much.
1: Glad to have you. And let's uh, let's just uh, spell out a little bit uh, of background here before we uh, get the picture from you. There are now, at least according to last count, about six hundred homeless people in. Uh, Mountain View, most of them living in cars on Cristino Avenue, where there were an estimated 70. There was a good deal of national attention, in fact, and there are about 250 to 300 residents who live in their vehicles. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, um, let's talk about this measure. What's it going to do for those people in their vehicles and what does it spell out?
2: Well, so basically, Measure C prohibits the parking of oversized vehicles like RVs, boats, large trucks on narrow streets 40 feet or less in width. And for context, 40 feet, each lane on a street is usually about 10 feet long. So a street with four lanes will be about 40 feet. And what this measure would do is it would sort of prohibit them from parking on those lanes.
1: And it mostly affects, uh, from what I understand, essential workers and those who are, well, low income. And many of them, again, have children in schools.
2: It, it does. And in fact, you know, there are people who, who I spoke to for, for, my, for my coverage on this who work at big tech companies in Mountain View who also live in RVs. They can't really afford the rent. So it would affect them, too.
1: And we're also talking about really a, a disproportionate effect uh, on people of color.
2: For sure, it, it definitely would.
1: And let's talk also about what the measure came out of. It came out of a historical uh, background, and I'd like the backstory from you, if you could provide it for us, because there was something, there a lot of political fights behind this, and we'll hear perhaps about those in the course of things here. But um, this measure is pretty much designed to offset another measure.
2: Well, so basically, last October, the city council adopted this ordinance, but local housing advocates protested the ordinance, and then it was suspended. So Measure C basically resuscitates that ordinance, and if it passes, it becomes binding.
1: And Mountain View really has done well more for the homeless in a lot of the neighboring cities around them, hasn't it?
2: Well, Mountain View, you know, especially when we talk about this issue, there is a safe parking program in Mountain View. It's the largest safe parking program of its kind in the county, and there are 75 spaces across the city at the Shoreline Amphitheater, at a former VTA transit lot, at Terra Bella Ave, at a church, um, but it's only 75 spaces, and there are a lot more homeless people who live in Mountain View who need spaces.
1: There's a real problem with this, uh, though, in that the city really doesn't know which which streets are too narrow. That's an ongoing problem and concern, is it not?
2: Well, the issue is that you know some of the spaces some of the streets that are particularly narrow uh are are in residential areas and some people who live in those residential areas in houses feel like they are blocking bike lanes and it's difficult to see if there's a lot of traffic um and and they generally feel like they they don't want these uh rvs and these oversized vehicles to be on their on their neighborhood streets
1: and are you getting um, concerns uh, about gentrification involved in this?
2: Well, yeah, there is there is a lot of discussion about the whole point of sort of being pushed out. Um, you know, I spoke to a woman uh, who works at a, at a daycare center, um, and she sort of said that you know, everybody's job is important in Mountain View, but not everyone's job provides a living wage for the area. She feels like anyone who isn't a software engineer is totally left out of the conversation. If we want to sort of create a space where everybody can can work, she sort of feels like, you know, where am I going to live? Where do I go? And then who's going to take care of your kids?
1: Well, Aditi, I appreciate your being with us and sketching things out for us. Aditi Bunla moody again, is an NPR reporter, and uh, also um, uh, a Silicon Valley reporter for KQED. And good to have you. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you so much.
1: We want to hear from both sides now. And then, of course, we're going to hear from you. Uh, Let's uh, hear first from the pro side. Uh, Prady Hazarika is a Mountain View resident and supporter of the Yes on Measure C campaign. And welcome to the program. Good to have you.
0: Thank you. Good morning, viewers. I would like to take this opportunity to thank KQED for giving me the uh, forum to uh, to talk about the measure. Um, I'm a longtime Mountain View resident. I have uh, lived here for twelve plus years, and I have been in Bay Area for close to fifteen plus years. So I'm very well aware of the problems uh, people face. Um, and I grew up in India and eventually became a naturalized citizen. So this also gives me unique perspective. Uh, uh, and and uh, and insights into how uh, you know unprivileged people face these problems and what would be the best way to come out of them. So uh, I would like to present few facts, uh, and I would request everyone to consider the facts rather than you know go go by some of the inaccurate talking points that we keep hearing.
1: Excuse so me, before first, before you yeah. go into those facts, <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. like to ask you a very direct question, if I may. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. are there are there enough safe parking lots and social services to accommodate the number of those who would be moved as a result of this measure
0: so um, the number uh, is about 75 in the city and along with a church lot I hear it's hundred plus so so definitely um, it is uh, it is the leader like you mentioned and it is a well ex- established fact. But you are right. The number of population is little more than that. But uh, but this is the right path. Uh, that's what I would say. And we we have to encourage the right path.
1: Is it the right path also in in lieu of the, or in uh, line with the fact that uh, there have been concerns about, for example, gang violence uh, with those people who are living in RVs, a police chief uh, uh, Max Bosel said uh, this isn't necessarily of great concern to him. There are no more incidents there than there are uh, people who don't live in RVs. But this has come up and it came up particularly, I think, because the mayor of the town told a reporter on ABC7 that there was gang violence as a problem.
0: So when I meant by right path, I mean you are setting up an example where you have people living up and getting help from the community to get better in life and that can only be accomplished when you have parking lots where, 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 where you get help to get better in life. And you also need to provide them respectful living where they have ways to shower, electricity. They eventually have to get job and stuff like that. So uh, just letting them live on streets uh, without any help is actually very, very com- uncompassionate and cruel. And I'm not sure why we are telling that that's actually the compassionate way.
1: Well, you wanted to present some facts, and I'd like to give you an opportunity to, what what were the facts that you wanted to present uh, in favor of the measure?
0: Right. So the first fact is street living is not compassionate. We have to provide them with a respectful living, which is basically, you know, access to facilities, uh, power, electricity, and that can only be provided when you allow them to go to safe parking lots. The second fact Mountain View is the leader and uh, we have to all encourage and, uh, and thank uh, the city council, existing city council members, to, to which has set the path for that. We have close to 100 plus of them. Project Home Key is coming up shortly, which is expected to house, uh, you know, um, more, around 300 residents. Um, so these, combined with these two, you are, uh, Mountain View is absolutely the leader and we have to continue uh, encouraging this path. The third effect is Mountain View residents have uh, paid uh, you know, taxes to help with this, and uh, we need uh, a system that is fair for all, including residents. They have a right to demand safe street and expect good community living. Um, thus the, uh, the next other thing is, We keep calling it RV ban. I don't know why we do that. That's very misleading. It's not an RV ban. It is just a restriction on few streets. You have the safe parking laws. You have many streets, including Caltrans and industrial areas that they can still park on without any issues. So I don't understand why, uh, you know, we keep repeating the same talking point intended to cater to emotions. That's uh, Patty
1: Hazarika, again, who is a Mountain View resident and supports the Yes on Measure C campaign. And appreciate very much your being with us. And thank you for the time you have given us. I wanted to hear from the other side of this. And to bring in that perspective, we have Lenny Siegel with us, who's a Mountain View activist and former mayor. And welcome, Lenny Siegel. Thank
3: you. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you. Um, well, a couple of points from what we just heard. There are safe parking lots. There are places that people can go to if they are move from these encampments, uh, excuse me, from the places where they're parked. Uh, and this is not a ban. I'd like you to please address well, those too. If you first,
3: first um, this will ban people in oversized vehicles for most of the streets in Mountain View. Um, the Many of the so-called industrial streets already have signs saying you can't park between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. or you can't park an oversized vehicle. Uh, this is a virtual ban uh, that would force people out of town um, I was one of the original proponents of safe parking. We have about 75 spaces for oversized vehicles. Um, that's not enough. They don't allow electricity. They uh, don't provide services that people need. Uh, so it's when I was on the council, we took the position that you can't throw everybody out of town unless there's a place for them to go. And this, these lots, these safe parking lots, are temporary. They all have planned future uses. And this would be a permanent ban on most of the streets of Mountain View to throw out people living in oversized vehicles. I think Aditi made it pretty clear. The people who live in, motor size, in, in oversized vehicles in Mountain View and motorhomes are people with jobs. They're people who are retired here. We've got families here. And this is a, an inhumane approach that doesn't solve our housing problem.
1: What about the concerns that have been raised, uh, Mayor Siegel, about uh, parking and waste uh, hazards, particularly reports of dumped uh, raw sewage and leaking a bit from these vehicles, uh, human so, waste so as well? Yeah. The
3: city has enforced against leaking vehicles, even towed some of them. Um, the, the issue of traffic safety, most of the you know these peop- most of the oversized vehicles are not on narrow neighborhood streets; they are along the railroad tracks and along expressway, along the freeway where there are no curb cuts, there are no uh, intersections, where there has been a traffic hazard. And I was involved with this at, a, at an exit from a parking garage. We put up, we paint the curbs red and we put up signs so you can't park at a place that's gonna cause a traffic problem. So you can solve the problems associated with the vehicles, waste disposal, uh, noise and traffic without passing a blanket ban on most of the streets of Mountain View.
1: I guess it's the uh oppositionist measure that says it's uh it's not a blanket ban it's just restrictions uh maybe a semantic so problem n- No one
3: have. has provided a map of the streets that would still be available for people to park on. I have an office on Old Middlefield Way and it is not uh oversized vehicles uh, that are not commercially not banned there there's just no parking there. So uh until somebody shows people where they can park legally uh I believe it's a ban. And the lawyers from ACLU and, the, and the, the law foundation of Silicon Valley considered a virtual ban violating court decisions for throwing out homeless people who have no place to go.
1: I guess ACLU will sue if this measure goes through. Won't they it They promise do? to. Yeah. And in fact, uh, I wanted to bring up that question with you because it gets down to, I, I'm reading about the Eighth Amendment being brought into this. Where does that fit?
3: Uh, which one's, which was the... Uh, they're uh, saying
1: it's unconstitutional. In other words, it's, it's unconstitutional because. So it's, there, there uh, was a court case. Unfair punishment. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry.
3: There was a court case in Boise. The courts held that you can't throw out homeless people, you know, restrict them unless there's a place for them to go. That was our policy position when we were on the city council, and that's what the courts will uphold. But we didn't want to wait for the courts to resolve the issue. We collected 5,000 signatures. And it was just out of 30, you know. 37,000 registered voters in one month to put this on the ballot because the people of Mountain View don't believe that the solution to homelessness, to the housing crisis, is simply to get rid of people you don't want to see on your streets.
1: And pedestrian safety, Mayor Siegel?
3: So again, most of these vehicles are parked where they're out of the way. People don't like to park in neighborhoods in neighborhoods. They are parked oh, Cresanto, which you mentioned, is along the railroad tracks. Now though you know, some people have complained that's near Rangsdorf Park. Well people with kids park there because they want their kids to be able to go outside and the park provides that opportunity. But there's you know we already we did not oppose the ordinance said no parking of oversized vehicles and bike lanes, even though the city's not doing a good job of keeping uh, UPS and FedEx out of our bike lanes. Uh, We didn't oppose that. We think there are solutions to the particular problems caused by motorhomes on our streets without sending people with no place to go. Uh, Just to add an anecdote, when I was collecting signatures, I collected 400, I think it was over 400 signatures. I would stand in front of Safeways and people would sign our petition. One of the Safeway workers came up to me and said, you know, I live in a vehicle. Is this the way we wanna treat our essential workers? particularly in the time, as you've heard in, in Oakland, more and more people are going to be living on the streets. When the, when the time bomb of the, the, the eviction moratorium expires, when people from the, from the hills whose homes have been burnt out are looking for a place to live, are we going to say, oh, we just don't want to see you?
1: Eleni Siegel, we're going to have to leave it there. We wanted to give equal time to you and uh, to Pradi Hazarek. Uh, and I thank you for joining us and appreciate your being with us. And uh, Thank you. I want to bring back, uh, if I could, Aditi Van Lamoudi, uh, Silicon Valley reporter. <laughs> I say goodbye to you, Aditi, but let's uh, let's bring you back here because I think there may be some listeners who have questions and comments, and good of you to join us again. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to be here.
1: Well, let me invite listeners to join us. If you are a Mountain View resident, what do you think of the measure? Or if you're not, you may want to weigh in here, too, if you've already voted or decided. and you do live in Mountain View, we'd be interested in hearing how you made your choice. You can give us a call right now, and I invite you to do that. The number to call is 866-733-6786. You can join us toll-free, and please feel free to do that at 866-733-6786, or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or email. Any questions or comments you might have to forum at kqed.org. Here's a tweet from Lottie, who writes, at least when people are in an RV, they have somewhere to go to the bathroom. This is better than people living in tents and encampments along creeks and bike trails with their dogs. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard that argument, Oddity, along with the argument that people in RVs at least can lock the doors and they can have some sense, at least a modicum of privacy.
2: Oh, I mean, 100%. You know, I spoke to a woman who, uh, you know, she decked out her RV, she has propane stove and a, a, a sink with a foot pump and solar panels on there. I mean, she made it nice. But at the end of the day, it's still an RV. And it she considers it good for now. But I think she would like to seek permanent housing.
1: And I'm going to just read a couple more emails because we're coming up on the end of things here. Unfortunately, Beth writes, whenever I hear about liberal Bay Area cities wanting to restrict areas for the homeless, my question is, where are these folks supposed to go? And a tweet from Michael who says, RVs make it hard for people pulling out of driveways to see cross traffic. That's the only safety issue I see. With seconds left here, Adity, where are these people going to go?
2: That's a really good question. And there's actually a point that hasn't been brought up. Um, one, one opposition point that I've heard is that people who are using these, uh, these safe parking spaces or who are parking in Mountain View aren't actually from Mountain View. But I wanted to make sure that that's sort of corrected. I spoke to someone who works at MOVE Mountain View, the organization that runs the safe parking program, and they have uh, require eligibility requirements. One of them is which, you know, do you live in Mountain View? Do you have a child who goes to school in Mountain View? Um, so a lot of these people are residents of Mountain View who just can't afford the rent.
1: Well, I thank you, Oddity, and thanks also to Prati Hazarika and to Lenny Siegel, and thank you, our listeners. We wouldn't be here without you, and we are glad to be with you every day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. Stay tuned for me to Kim in another hour of Forum, and stay safe.
3: I'm Michael Krasny. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation.